0: Hey Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. We are doing a bonus episode for you today. Actually, no, this won't be the bonus episode. This will be the main episode because it is the more it was the box office darling of the weekend of the movies we were talking about. So it is just Jason and I today, and we are doing the sequel to the second iteration of American Godzilla movies with Godzilla King of Monsters. And uh, I, I want to say, Jastin, tell me what you liked about this movie, but I'll, I'll start this time. I'll, I'll switch it up a little bit. I'll start this time. All right. And all right. I like that. I'm, I'm just going to kind of, you know, go out there and just say it was, it was the Kaiju in this movie were beautiful. Um, Godzilla, Ghidorah, I looked amazing I mean they pretty much look like versions of themselves from every movie that's fine you know that's what you want I mean yes this version of Godzilla is just infinitely huger than any other Godzilla we've seen in in, you know by default so is Ghidorah because of that but I mean but especially the Rodan and the Mothra they gave us in this movie were fucking awesome I loved it I loved that they made him they made Rodan seriously a a lava uh, pterodactyl and, and it's a scene they showed in the trailer, and hey, I still thought it worked very well in the film whenever he's flying at, uh, and the jets are trying to hit him. And so he just starts doing a barrel roll and just starts that, man, knocking That was one Williams of my favorite out. scenes. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm sitting there, and he's doing it and doing it, and all I'm thinking is, Fox, do a barrel roll. And he's just destroying shit, doing it, and I fucking loved it. I loved the way Mothra looked. I mean... Uh, it's it is a big departure from how Mothra typically looks, but I I, I thought it really fit the, the this universe this this monster verse I think is what it's technically called on Box Office uh, Mojo whenever they're grouping the films and stuff. It's uh it 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 fits everything. It, it fits the the aesthetic from King Kong, which if you don't know is in this universe. Well, if you watch this movie, you sure as fuck know it because they mentioned Skull Island and King Kong every ninety fucking seconds, but. They really, you know, they they did a good job of tying all that together aesthetically speaking. I mean, King Ghidorah is my all-time favorite Godzilla adversary. I absolutely love him and the way they made him look so much like he does in the in the old Japanese movies with the way the neck moves especially, like when he's flying at Godzilla in one scene, you see all the, his his three necks are all moving independently of each other and it's that's just how he looked in the old japanese movies except like this was just you know a spectacular cgi version of it and i just thought it was so amazing and you know the way they you know they did the godzilla atomic breath and they do a souped up version of it in this movie and it looks amazing like at no point did i not like the way the these monsters looked every time these monsters were on screen i liked the way they looked and I feel absolutely terrible because we've been going for almost 40 seconds and I have peaked on shit I liked about this movie. Justin, what'd you like? Oh my God, man. (laughs) I'm going, man. The funny
1: thing is that I don't know if my likes are any different from yours, but I'm going to try to extend it a little bit and just talk about, I mean, my God, the visuals of this movie. Like, I, I really just can't even put into words how impressive each of these kaiju, each of these monsters looked. I mean, Godzilla. I mean, all the details in him. Anytime Godzilla got a facial where you got to see his face or a look of grit and determination on his face, it just looked amazing. Every the scale you could see whenever his, uh, when his, um, plates on the, on his back, would light up to kind of signify that he was going to do his Godzilla mouth blast. That was really awesome. And it was cool how um, I feel like they amplified that noise from Godzilla 2014, that doom, 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 doom. And it's like counting down almost, and it's winding up and he's about to explode with some energy um, out of his mouth. I just really loved the aesthetics of that. And like Sterling said, man, that scene with Rodan where he's taken down those fighter jets, that is definitely I mean, that might be my favorite scene of the movie that just was so visually impressive and it gave you such a sense of scope on how formidable these monsters are and the fact that he was flying at that speed and these jets are struggling to catch him or whenever they got to him, his immense size. I mean, he's grabbing these jets with his claws and just crushing them. And yeah, just like Sterling said, when he did that barrel roll, I was the exact same way, man. The first thing that came popped in my head was Star Fox, man, and Peppy coming in on the intercom fox do a barrel but it was so fucking sick dude like he spun around and just destroyed all those fighter jets and honestly man that was one of the few times sadly to say but that was one of the few times in this movie where you just really got a sense of how amazing the monsters are. I definitely hope that we see more scenes like that in the upcoming films and things like that in this universe, because this is definitely going to continue. But man, that was definitely a standout scene for me. Might even be one of my favorite scenes of the year thus far. Um, Like you said, Ghidorah is not one of my favorite Godzilla monsters, but I've always had respect for that monster. I always knew that that monster was formidable. That monster, Ghidorah is uh, is a boss, basically. And I do think that in this movie, they did some things with Ghidorah that really made you feel that way. Uh, I did like the fact that him and Godzilla have several fights and in those fights it was neat kind of seeing the differences because when they were fighting on water you could definitely tell that Godzilla had the advantage might have even beat Ghidorah um, when they were fighting underwater but when things went on but when they fought on land you could definitely tell that Godzilla was having trouble and it became kind of one of those things where outside Actors actually had to contribute in order for Godzilla to defeat him. So if you're a fan of that Ghidorah character, you got to at least admit that they really went out of their way to make him seem like just one of the most badass of the badass monsters. He was even kind of king of the monsters for a little bit. So and, and speaking of that, man, that coronation, if you will, where he was perched on top of that volcano and his wings spread and all three of the heads are roaring into the heavens and storms and lightning and tornadoes are just spinning around this volcano and just being created just by simply his presence. That scene was absolutely freaking amazing. I mean, he looked unbeatable, like he looked just like, an unstoppable force at that moment. So I really appreciated that. Um, and, and yeah, other than that, there were just other there were just so many visually impressive things. I can't state that enough. Mothra, um, some gorgeous, gorgeous scenes, which you've probably seen the scene in the previews where Mothra is kind of underneath like a waterfall and her wings are spreading, and you can see the lights. Well, that might be one thing, but there are even more beautiful scenes where Mothra is flying around in the air, and the way that parts of the wings light up and the way that Mothra looked, I really appreciated her look in this. I Probably the best that that, I've seen that monster look in anything, even like artist depictions and everything like they really just did a magnificent job of making every single one of these kaiju look great. So I can't uh, commend them enough on that. And just to speak about some of the fighting, I do think that when the when the monsters were allowed to fight, you, you did get a sense of the epicness of it. You got some back and forth hitting and boom, boom, boom. And then you got some neat stuff happening, like uh, two of Ghidorah's heads biting on Godzilla while Godzilla is grabbing at the third head, trying to hold it back. And, you know, you just got a lot of neat visuals in here uh, because of the way that they were fighting. Even Mothra and Rodan threw down... For a little bit which I found all of that just very cool and very um, impressive to look at so I can't say enough about the kaijus in the movie and how they look and I can't say enough about the battles that we got in this film very satisfying on that end
0: yeah I mean and I should probably mention my favorite scene too and it's it's when Godzilla and Ghidorah are fighting in the Arctic and Godzilla does his atomic breath for the first time against Ghidorah and he shoots it in Ghidorah's head's his just like slither out of the way and dodge it. That and was so it just completely misses him. I loved that scene. Like because it just shows how like difficult something like Ghidorah is. And I and I do appreciate that you brought up too that like, you know, Godzilla underwater was way more formidable against Ghidorah than on land. And because it's it's a common theme in a lot of the, the movies in which Ghidorah appears, that Godzilla typically needs help to take him down. And it's, and it's kind of why I was so excited about this movie, is because traditionally the team up ends up being Rodan, Mothra, Godzilla against Ghidorah. That's always how it ends up being, you know, Rodan and Godzilla might fight for a little bit and all this other stuff. And Mothra just kind of flies around and does some Mothra shit. because that's what Mothra always does. Mothra just does Mothra shit. And, you know, and then Ghidorah's there. And then it's like, a, oh, wait, it, it, it's just like, you know, any time in a superhero movie where they're like fighting until like the actual bad guy shows up. And then they're like, oh, we have to team up against this guy. That's where all that came from. Every superhero that like or any of these like versus movies or anything like that that do that, they stole that from Godzilla because that's how it always was.
1: That That's a great and, point. That's a great point. And one more thing about Mothra, uh, Mothra didn't have like those little pincers that she had that she was stabbing um, Rodan with Mothra doesn't. The original Mothra doesn't have those. Right. Like all she can do is fly in the other ones, right? Like it was like kind of like she was a well, and she can do cocoons. Part. She can do oh, okay. she she
0: can she can put kaiju in cocoons, and she can do the dust, or the moth dust. You know, oh, just like okay. flapping, flapping That's her right. wings and creating a dust storm. Uh, I don't remember a version of Mothra using pincers. I could be wrong though, because I mean, it's not like I've seen every Godzilla movie out there. I mean, there's like ninety billion of them. Yeah, there. there's like eighty of them, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's I mean this what franchise is what 40ish years? No, longer than that. It would no, it's 60 years. I'm sorry. It's 60 years old. So, yeah, I don't I don't know all the you know the the in-depthness when it comes to all of Mothra stuff. I don't remember that though. Um but yeah, it's it, it it's just one of those things that like that's some of the things I really did appreciate in this movie were like they did in in, in those regards kind of stay accurate. To a lot of the kaiju movies from the past. And you know they kind of. Paid homage to some of the. Like the monster battle royales. We've seen in the past. By having these other kaiju show up. And stuff like that. So I I really did appreciate. uh, Those aspects of it. Um, But dude I. I really hate to do this so early. But like I'm done. Talking and pretending like everything is all right With this movie. Because it's not. (laughs) Like I, I can't pretend anymore. So if you have any more you know, positive things you want to say, go ahead. But then after that, since we did swap positions for this, once you're done with any more positivities you might have, it's, it's time for you to move on and go to your negatives. You get to go back to back. So it's up to you now.
1: OK, and yeah, I'm uh, sharing a similar sentiment, so I guess we can now move on to the dislikes. So I'm up and. Oh, Godzilla, 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 the King of the Monsters. Okay. Uh, my God, I hate to rant on this movie because Cinefans out there, listeners, I wanted to love this movie. I didn't just want to like this movie. I wanted to love it. I was excited for this. I, I When I saw the previews, it was, I mean, and we've talked about it on other podcasts and stuff. I really wanted to love this movie, not only like this movie. I, I mean, uh, th- when I saw the previews for this and I saw Rodan and I saw Ghidorah and I saw Godzilla and I saw those little clips of them brawling, it it really, this that preview really, really excited me to no end. And I just couldn't wait to see this. This was on my list of movies that I most wanted to see this summer. This was on there. So I came into this movie with a lot of expectation and going into the movie, I kept hearing this thing. I kept hearing this narrative that, oh, it's going to be nothing but kaiju fighting and stuff like that. And there's very little attention paid to the human characters in this. There's very little story to this. There's not going to be a lot of human stuff going on to take you away from the monsters. This is really just going to be about the monsters. This is going to be about the kaijus. This is going to be a main event brawl. And we're not caring about what the people do. And I am so sad, almost depressed to report that Honestly, Sterling, I feel like that was an absolute lie, man. It was an absolute lie. Every time I thought we were going to take a break from people. So that we could kind of see what the kaiju were doing, see what Godzilla was doing, see what Mothra was doing, see what Ghidorah was doing. Every time I thought that, you know, the movie would expound more on what those monsters were doing, we would drop back and we would be in front of people. And I mean, the sad part is, is that some of these actors and actresses I like Uh, Ken Watanabe. The, uh, the last samurai. I like him. I, I like, I genuinely like him. He's an actor that I genuinely like. Uh, Z.E. Zong was also in this. Um, House of Flying Daggers. I mean, she's done a ton of martial arts movies and stuff like that. So it was kind of nice to see her at first. I was like, Oh shit, she's in this. I didn't really look at the entire cast for this movie. So I, I, I thought that that was cool that she was in it. A- and then, um, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who who doesn't know her from Stranger Things and everything like that. So, I mean, the, you know, I I so I didn't have a problem with any of these actors or actresses that I was seeing on screen. I really like some of them. Some of them, I love seeing them in movies, but my God, did they not have anything to do here? Everyone just from the top, from the main characters to the bottom just seemed like robots. And anytime they came on the screen, we were looking at um, a computer screen or we're looking at a projector or we're looking at something and somebody is just overloading us with all of this exposition overloading us with all of these story and plot elements that we do not need. And the characters are just absolutely idiotic in this film. They're making stupid decisions. No, nothing that they're doing is making any sense. And I just have to talk about our scientist. I have to talk about her. Uh, Vera Farmigja, Vera Farmiga. I never can say her name right.
0: Farminga? Vera
1: Farminga? Farminga. Farminga. Okay. She plays the uh the the head scientist in this. And you and, you know and, and this is a this is a talented actress. She's been in a lot of different movies, has had a, a lot of success. And this is not an actress that I dislike. So it was not the actress. It wasn't her acting, but my god, the role of this scientist in this. The, 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 role that she had in this, how one second she's, you know, it seems like she's a damsel. She's a scientist that is just trying to do her job, getting kidnapped. Then you find out, no, that was actually a part of a plan. Then you find out that really she had this big plan to release all of these kaiju in some sort of world purging thing based on the fact that People are polluting and there's overpopulation and things are being destroyed. So basically, her plan was to destroy in order to build, in order to create a better life for us humans. So basically, she's Thanos and her infinity gauntlet in this is the Kaijus, so to speak. So she concocts this plan, gets kidnapped, gets Uh, several different members of the U.S. military killed so that this so that we can have this staged kidnapping and then she spends half of the movie seemingly not caring about her daughter in this because she's doing things and releasing monsters and putting her daughter in all of these dangerous situations. Then later in the movie, she's concerned when she can't find her daughter and she's like, where is she? And, oh, I can't find her. And now I'm a concerned parent. And then She starts the movie one way and then is this villain in the middle of the movie. And then by the end, uh, the movie wants me to believe that she's making this great sacrifice and being a hero at the end of the movie. And I'm sorry, Cinefans, but you can't do this to me. I didn't fucking buy any of this. And I was just so angry that it was taking away from my time with the Kaijus. I was just so angry that I wasn't seeing A montage of Godzilla swimming, trying to get to where Ghidorah was or Rodan uh, running around destroying buildings or something like that. Anything would have been more productive than going to all of these scenes with these people just doing absolutely nothing that I cared about. And I feel like this movie is an absolute lie, man. I see it. I'm seeing all these memes where fans are like, Oh, the critics dislike this movie because it had, because um, it didn't have enough people interactions in it. And it was too much of an emphasis on Godzilla and the brawls and the monster brawls and stuff like that. And I, I feel like that is totally a freaking lie. Not only are the people essentially half of this movie might even be anymore. I would love to get the statistic on that. The the people scenes we got versus the monster scenes that we got. And I almost have a feeling that there were more people scenes because that's how it felt. And maybe it wasn't. But the scenes were so shitty, man. I didn't care at all about what was happening, that it just felt longer than it needed to be. They overstayed their welcome. Nothing interesting was happening with these people. And that's why this movie is not good because it, it wasn't that there wasn't enough people or there wasn't enough uh, focus on characters or anything. The characters that we got were stupid and they were idiotic and it was just no point to them. And all they served was just to take away from my time with the Kaijus and my time with Godzilla. So needless to say, this was a big disappointment. And I'll let Sterling speak for a little bit since I've ran it. And then I'll go into some more specifics. But yeah, man, I was so upset that I went into this movie with the expectation that there was going to be this big focus on the monsters and this was going to revolve around them fighting and everything. And honestly, that is not what I got at all.
0: I feel like, you know, you felt like you went on a rant for a little while and everything like that. But in the end, I kind of feel like you're, you were a little too nice um, to this movie. Uh, Ultimately, when, uh, when I got done watching this movie and those end credit scenes are rolling and everything like that. And Charles dances going to find a good door ahead on an Island and shit. All I really could bring myself to think was fuck this movie. And that's really it. That, like, that was the, the sum culmination of all of my feelings towards this movie. Because like you said, uh, all the, all the scenes with people just ruin everything about this movie. They're, the, the characters are just downright pointless. And, you know, when you, you can't make me care about these human characters when they're not even dealing with the kaiju yet. And it's it's just people scenes. And you can't make me care about these characters. I'm sure as fuck not going to give a fuck about them whenever they're interrupting my monsters fighting. Like the director, Michael Doherty, before this movie came out, said that people are going to be happy because this is 60 percent kaiju and 40% people which is like a big departure for things and everything. And you know what he he could be absolutely right, but I think he's I think he's using like the wrong numbers when he's coming to that calculation because you can't have a scene where in the foreground right in front of the camera is a person and then like very blurrily in the background is two kaiju fighting. You can't count that as a kaiju scene. You can't count the kaiju scenes that happen with people. Like, that's not the same thing. You know, I'm going in and thinking 60% of this two-plus-hour movie is kaijus fighting each other. Because that's really what it's about. Nobody really cares about, like, seeing Godzilla swim around in some water. Nobody really cares about, you know, Millie Bobby Brown, like, petting, you know, Mothra on the nose. Like... Those scenes do not matter (laughs) when it comes to a kaiju movie. All that matters is the kaiju fucking fighting and doing cool ass kaiju shit. And when you're taking me like, I don't think there was a single moment that went more than like four minutes of kaiju before it cut back to a fucking person. So every time I'm sitting there watching this movie and I feel myself getting close and I'm about to finally get my kaiju nut this movie instantly makes me think baseball thoughts because it just throws people in the movie. And it and I, I really hate to say this, I never ended up getting my kaiju nut. It never happened. I never felt that climactic fucking awesomeness of a fucking Godzilla movie in this film. Like, I feel the ending of the kaiju fights in the, the, the movie that preceded this, the, the first Godzilla here, felt more like, More authentic and real and better than this. And that's so sad. Like, because Godzilla, I think, is only in that movie for 14 minutes. And I'm feeling more kaiju satisfied by that than I am in this. I mean, they were throwing kaiju at us left and right, but they couldn't not interject worthless human characters. Like, every time anything good was happening. And then on top of that, they were having people fuck up my kaiju fights. Like Godzilla and and Ghidorah fighting underwater. They had to do an oxygen destroyer bomb.
1: Yeah, what the hell was
0: that? Just fucking stupid shit. Like, how does an oxygen destroyer bomb work underwater? What the fuck does that mean? Like, so all (laughs) it does is like, you know, like, why couldn't they actually have that fight? Like them fighting and fighting and then finally, like Ghidorah escape. And, like, just, like, fly away, and Godzilla has to chase him down onto land, and, you know, that's then puts Godzilla at a disadvantage. Like, that's so much more interesting than the bullshit they gave us. Like, they had to have the humans ruin my kaiju fights, and then they actually, they they had to use the humans again to, like, reignite the kaiju fights. Like, they had to, like, the humans were the reason Godzilla got taken out of the fights, and then were the reasons why he got put back in. Like, come on, dude. He's fucking Godzilla like let's let's get off the nuts of humans are awesome for a second because we're not when you compare us to Godzilla come on like let's be real here Godzilla is better than the best of us because he's fucking Godzilla why the fuck do we have to interject ourselves into these movies like people go to watch a Godzilla movie to see what kind of awesome human shit happens like why can't they take the formula from the old school godzilla movies and have like the first like 20 30 of the movie be humans doing some shit humans doing some shit and then like the last half of the movie is just monsters fighting and every once in a while you cut to a like you know people running away or cut to like people just staring at the fight like ah oh, fuck like just do that that's all we want yeah like look if you at, want people in your room sure look yeah, yeah, on, just have just them going, watch the
1: fight just looking on going oh damn well we can't do shit. I really hope that uh, Godzilla can handle this. I mean, that's really all you need them for.
0: That's it. Yeah. The humans in these movies are supposed to to be the placeholder of the audience. That's it. Like, why the fuck are they interjecting them in every fucking thing? Like, Godzilla couldn't take a bite out of Ghidorah without the humans being the reason why he took a bite. Yes. Like, and every that was, fucking five seconds God, and they it were was, just shoving people down my fucking throat. And it was so annoying,
1: man. It was so damn annoying. And I was going to ask you the same thing, dude. Why do they have to be involved in everything? Why did they have to be the architects of everything? Why did the scientists have to be the reason why these monsters are getting up? Why why do they have to be the reason? Why, Why is it them? Why is it their fault? How is she, how is this scientist This who lost her son and went, oh, I need to purge the world. How is in the world, how do you think I could in any capacity believe that this person who is upset about her son is the reason why Godzilla is going through all of this? This is her fault? This is, she's the reason why Godzilla is going through this and she's the reason why Godzilla wins? Godzilla doesn't need us to win his battles, man. I mean this Godzilla is freaking amazing, dude. I mean this dude can drop kick. I mean I've seen I've seen movies where Godzilla is jumping up uh, uh, thousands of feet in the air, jumping up on top of monsters and drop kicking them in the head and, ju- you know, beaming them up and then jumping up and kicking them. I mean, Godzilla is freaking amazing, dude. He doesn't need our help to beat anybody. He doesn't need us to revive him. He doesn't need our help to do any of that. We got to find a way to minimize what the humans are doing. And they become almost like commentators Or people who are like, oh, man, this situation looks hopeless. We got to rely on the monster that we don't that we aren't sure about in order to survive. We got to just rely on him, man, because only he's awesome enough to withstand something like this, to get us through something like this. Why can't it be more like that, man? When they when the 2014 movie ended, that's what it seemed like. It seemed like that's kind of what we were setting up. Is Godzilla good or bad? Is he good or evil? Is he good or evil? And then you walk away from that movie going, oh, man, the people, uh, most of the characters realize, man, he's really more of a savior, if anything, you know, but or in some ways he is whatever (laughs) we are to him, whatever he feels like we are. Like Ken Watanabe said in this movie, we're more his pets, if anything. Why don't the films, why isn't the narrative like that? Why doesn't the narrative treat Godzilla like that? Sorry, man. I know this is your time, but I just had to get that out.
0: No, 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 man. I I get it. Like, I mean, you made me think of something, though. Like, so in this movie, they were talking about how humans keep destroying the world and like, kaijus are what can save it. And, like, in a way, like, that's very much an al- like, an allegory for this movie because if you think of this movie as the Earth that they present, the humans just kept fucking it up. <laughs> yep. They just kept ruining scene after scene. Like, in the movie, we were ruining the environment. That's all we fucking did. Like, every single aspect of this, just, like, it made no sense. None of the character decisions made sense any fucking sense the only time i understood what was going on as far as human motivations go in this movie which you would think would be the easiest thing for me to understand because they're people and i'm a person so i should be able to understand human motivations in this movie i might not be able to understand rodans because i'm not a lava dinosaur bird but i am a person and the only time i understood the actions of a person is when kyle chandler Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights wants to go save his daughter. That is it. Yep. That is the only time a person made a decision that I went, I get that. That was it. Nothing else made any fucking sense. Like, I also don't understand why this movie couldn't take its own advice whenever it, like, Ken Watanabe says, let them fight. Yes, movie, let them fight. Quit fucking shoving your stupid people faces into every goddamn scene. Exactly. Like, every every time this movie made a point about why people are bad, they showed it by having the people ruin my movie. And, like, you have four of the most iconic monsters from the Godzilla franchise. You have Ghidorah, you have Mothra, you have Rodan, you have Godzilla. And they just took every single thing that makes the movies in which those four monsters appear, and they took all of that, and they just shat it out of their fucking stupid people-ness like a hot steaming pile of shit and then they wrapped it up in some aluminum foil and then they microwaved it and poured that shit contents into a pie and tried to tell me it was a delicious pie and it wasn't it's a shit pie and that's exactly what this fucking movie is it's a fucking shit pie i just i was so fucking furious and like I mentioned earlier, dear God, they were just trying to shove down our fucking throats. Also, that God's Godzilla or that King Kong is a part of this franchise too. Every single fucking chance they got to mention King Kong Skull Island, which is a good movie. I liked King Kong Skull Island. I thought it was a very good movie, especially for King Kong, because I'm not typically a huge King Kong fan, and I thought it was fantastic. And I almost wish I'd never have seen it now. Because it ruined this movie for me. Like, all this movie is is one gigantic fucking marketing setup for Godzilla versus King Kong. So to me, they take four of the most iconic Godzilla monsters and they sacrifice them to the altar of Godzilla versus King Kong. Fuck that movie. Fuck that future shitty movie. I don't care anything about that now. Like, I almost hope that something happens... And this movie ends up not doing well enough, which all indications are showing that it will have made more than its budget on the opening weekend, which is typically a good sign for a movie. And but I just I don't want that to happen now. I want this movie and this movie studio to learn the lesson of you ruined Godzilla and Ghidorah and Rodan and Mothra. You don't get rewarded By getting to make this movie that this was just a gigantic fucking billboard for. You don't get that anymore. You are grounded for making Godzilla and Kaiju movies.
1: Man, dude, I definitely understand where you're coming from, but the fanboy in me is like, man, dude, this can't. I don't not want this to be the last Godzilla film that I see. Surely it can end on a better note than this. Surely. The Godzilla versus King Kong movie can be better than this. I mean, surely.
0: No, it would just go back. It would just go back to the Japanese company. Oh, okay. (laughs) Which it's it's not like they can't make any movies. It's just they're very strict with how they do things. So they're not making ones right now because of these Godzilla movies. They kind of let there be eras of Godzilla. Hmm, I say so right now it's the era of this Godzilla type of situation so it's not like I'm saying this I hope this is the last Godzilla movie I hope it's just the last one of this specific uh, iteration of Godzilla Um, I'm just I'm so wildly upset now there was randomly I've heard talks about they were they were thinking about maybe also doing a prehistoric Godzilla movie which sign me the fuck up for that. Because then that means there's no people. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Or if they do, it'll be like prehistoric man. And so they'll just be like the villagers from fucking primal rage. And they'll just be Godzilla food. Like, (laughs) that's like, I would sign up for that movie. And, you know, I don't have people sitting there like to ruin my scenes. Fuck yeah. Like, I want to see Godzilla fighting some other fucking kaiju. And they like step on a T-Rex because it's all fucking tiny compared to Godzilla. I'd see that. You know, and they can do cutaway scenes of some like fucking brontosauruses, like fucking watching them fight and shit. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch that. That's good. Also, fuck this movie too for doing the that one scientist lady, the the, the lady from uh, the uh, House of Flying Daggers. Isn't that what she was from? Yes. Um, yeah, she's from that. Um, yeah, I didn't like that movie either. Um, <laughs> I think that's the one I didn't like. I don't know. Anyway, but they also had her be a twin in this movie. One was on the good team and one was on the bad team. So there was like a way of shoehorning the twins that typically are around Mothra. There's always typically like some mythical twins around Mothra Mm -hmm. and shit. And that was their way of shoehorning that shit into this film. Like I just, oh man, like every single time, like just every single time these kaiju, and I know I've said this, it's just, it's so fucking frustrating that like every time these kaiju would like really start to fight and really start to be good just stupid person face like like you said there were some actors I like like what's his name um he was kind of the comic relief in this movie uh he was in get out he was in Billy Madison um oh I know his name I know his name uh Bradley Whitford Starts with a B. Bradley Whitford yeah. yes Bradley Whitford yeah I thought I I actually thought he was good um being that kind of comedic relief it's just the fact that like people complained about there being too many human scenes in the first one. And that had like technically like five main characters. And then they go to this one and they're like, oh, we need less people scenes. Let's have 27 main characters.
1: Yeah. Like, what the hell?
0: <laughs> if we can have somebody be a main character in this movie. I'm surprised I'm not a main character in this movie. Like, I'm surprised I didn't show up like just on the screen because it felt like everybody else in the fucking world was. Like, I mean, how could they have just gotten that
1: part so wrong? I guess they just. The only thing I can speculate is they must have just taken that criticism to heart and they were just so determined to be able to advertise that, look, man, this is going to be about the kaijus fighting and we're not going to worry that much about the humans at all until it came to putting pen to paper. And then somebody was like, well, you got to at least have a character to be to do this. And you also need a character to do that. Well, what can we have the daughter do? I don't know. Well, okay. how about she'll she'll steal that echo machine and uh, do and she'll wind up in the middle of a baseball field. Like, I don't know, like you could just tell that not a lot of thought was given to the humans and they must have thought, okay, if we don't give them a lot of thought or logic or reasoning or anything and we just focus on making the monsters look good and the kaiju look good and their bra, then everybody will be fine with this. And I feel like that's what it was. Like you said, it felt like there were 57 characters central to the plot, but each one of them was just either just a point of exposition or they were just performing an action to get the script from one point to another. And that was it. Once they serve that one little purpose, that was it motivations, uh, compellingness, uh, anything like that, anything to make them compelling or emotionally resonant is just missing. And that's the thing. Like the, the sad part is, is that, you don't have to destroy one, you can do both if you're if you know what you're doing, man, because how many Jurassic Parks have we seen? How many movies have we seen? where you've got the amazingness of these creatures. You've got these dinosaurs. You've got the T-Rex. You've got all of these dinosaurs, the velociraptors, and all that stuff like that. And that's amazing stuff. And when they do stuff, it's visually impressive, and it's amazing. But that doesn't mean you just have uh, human characters doing stupid shit and it also doesn't mean they got to be involved in everything either but you got to have some appealing characters jeff goldblow he th- that was an appealing character in that mo- in that jurassic park that's an appealing character that's a character that you like seeing on screen that's a character that got some good lines so i'm okay listening to Jeff Goldblum do some Jeff Goldblum shit. Uh, Dr. Grant, like, okay, he was an appealing scientist, you know, his legacy and his family and stuff like that, and trying to preserve the dinosaurs and trying to save them, but at the same time trying to save his people and himself. Okay, that was kind of a neat storyline. That was kind of cool. That was compelling. But this film was just like, it was almost like they said, okay, we won't give the people the time of day so that we can advertise we can focus on the monsters but but still you had so many scenes with them so if you don't care about them then at least minimize those scenes if you know you're not going to have appealing characters if you know you're not going to care much about the dialogue if you know that none of these characters are going to be appealing why did they get so much screen time why if you knew what you were doing
0: well, I mean, I partially feel like they did a lot of that stuff with the people and stuff like that, too. I don't want to say hide the CGI, but to like help minimize their CGI budget a little, you know, because when you cut away to people, that means you don't have to animate that scene. And so if they were really worried about that and wanting to keep their CGI, you know, budget as, as like low as possible while still, you know, giving us what we they could. I mean, I personally think if they had just cut out all but four people and taken all that money for salary and just put that towards the CGI. And then you also could have lessened the convoluted bullshit plot and made the movie like 20 minutes shorter and saved money with that. Like you very easily could have like done these other things to save, to save money that you could just put forward towards the CGI and not go over the same budget. They still very much could have kept it in the same budget. And I think it would have worked a lot better. And it, and in turn would have translated into just a much better film. Like I just, I can't believe that I went into this movie thinking I'm going to be singing the praises of the Godzilla franchise. I thought after seeing the reviews and everything like that, I was like, man, all these other fucking movie reviewers just don't know what they're saying. Like, cause all the, you know, they were talking about how the, the, the people scenes weren't, you know, weren't enough and that the fight scenes were good. And I agree with that, but I don't think I agree with it in the same way. Like when they're saying the people scenes weren't enough, I feel like they were talking, weren't talking about necessarily the length of time or anything like that. I think they were just talking about the quality of it. I mean, I I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't disagree with them because the quality of the people scenes were just fucking lacking every fucking time. And, but to me, the fight scenes weren't that good either because I never got one solid fight scene. Why are they doing born identity style fast cuts? In a 100% purely CGI fight scene. But instead of cutting to hide, you know, the flaws and the fighting technique and all this other stuff, they're cutting just to shove fucking fleshbag human faces in my face. Like they did flash cuts just to have people like, did they have a quota? Did X number of frames of film have to have a fucking person in them just so they could argue that it was 40%, but then argue that it was also a kaiju scene because you know, Godzilla and Ghidorah were fighting 9,000 miles away from this random person. That's just fucking shown on the screen. I just, every fucking thing that every decision they made in this movie felt like they did not understand what people like about kaiju movies. Like, I really do think that they felt like, yeah kaiju movies are great and all because people love seeing monsters fight but what makes what makes an even better monster fight people in the middle of a kaiju fight because that just makes sense <laughs> and then they try to do these things like and hint towards like a mecha uh mecha Ghidorah, or using some of the stuff from the oxen Destroyer destroy or something like that to make like a mecha godzilla yeah don't sit there and fucking tease me with things that are awesome When you have a track record of destroying already awesome things. Like how do you end the movie before with him opening up the mouth of a Muto and just shooting atomic breath down it, which is one of the coolest fucking things I have ever seen in a Godzilla movie. And your, your only way to amp it up is to have a artificially steroided by nuclear bombs Godzilla, because people have to be the ones to make him better do an even bigger atomic breath. Like, really? That's it. That's your solution. You're, you're cooler than that scene is a people made atomic breath. Come on, bro. Like no one could come up with a cooler scene than that. No one. You
1: got a point there, man. You got a point, and now that you you know, as you were going through that, you're you're right about those fight scenes too, because of the way that it was cutting back to human beings and stuff like that. And oh, what is the scientist doing now? Or what is Coach doing now? Or what is Stranger Things doing? Or what is Tywin Lannister doing? Like whenever it would cut, you know, whatever it would cut to them, it, it just. And it would be like in the middle of the fight. So like Godzilla would grab Ghidorah and they'd be headed towards something. And you're like, oh, is that going to be a takedown? But before you knew it was a takedown, we're 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 looking at one of these other characters and they're like, hmm, huh. Looking at a map or just, uh, oh, man, uh, uh, I'm getting readings everywhere. Like, OK, but who cares? I wanted to see the takedown. I wanted to see what Godzilla was going to do when he grabbed Ghidorah, and I didn't even get to see that. Then the na- then it comes back, and well, Ghidorah, Godzilla's falling down on the ground, and there's rubble and stuff, and that's neat. I mean, it all looked neat, but man, I just wanted to see the takedown, man. Why did I have to see the scientist doing something else dumb instead of Godzilla doing the takedown? And that, and you're right, dude. That happened so much and it was just so emotionally draining and, and it was anger inducing. And then by the end of the movie, man, I just, I I mean, how could I have been happy with Godzilla's victory after all that interruption? After all these people had to come and save him and all of this stuff like that. Like, how could. I'd be happy with his victory when he's sitting there at the end, when he's standing there at the end and all the monsters come up and they bow to him and he roars in the air, kind of like Ghidorah did earlier in the movie. It didn't even feel earned because you had to keep cutting to all these people and they had to keep helping him win his battles for him. And I can't think of another Godzilla movie where I ever felt like that. Where somebody won the battle for him. I always growing up, I always thought he was cool because he would win his battles. I mean, he was like the fucking he was the Hulk Hogan of monsters, man. Like growing up for me, he always won, man. No matter how bad it got, he found a way Godzilla would find a way, you know, And that's something that whenever you see him, like even when people do fantasy versus battles and stuff like that, that's one of the things they talk about is that, is that Godzilla is like a strategic. He's almost like a strategic genius when it comes to battling other monsters because he's seen everything. He's got all this experience and he kind of finds a way to win, even when it's, even when the situation seems dismal. And it's very upsetting that they forgot about that in this movie because the humans needed to have importance. They needed to be just as important as Godzilla. And that is not the case at all, man.
0: Well, the reason why you didn't feel like Godzilla earned the victory is because you missed half the fucking fight because shit was still going down, at least in the older movies, whenever they would cut to people, it'd be kind of like in a lull in the fight or something. Like it'd be in a naturally timed moment in the fight to where when they cut back to the fight, you didn't miss anything. And in this, like you said, it's in the middle of a takedown and it goes to people and then you see the aftermath of the takedown. Why not show me the takedown? Like, why not? Like, do you not trust your CGI? Like, is that the problem? You don't trust it. You don't trust to be be able to pull off these cool scenes to where you can just kind of tease them, but you don't think you can actually do it. Is that the problem?
1: And is that a harbinger for things to come? Because please don't tell me that King Kong is going to come to the city or Godzilla is going to wind up in Skull Island. And this is how the fighting is going to be. You know, King Kong jumps up and Godzilla looks up at him as he jumps up and King Kong's coming down on him. And then we cut to some human being talking about, oh, man my money's on the ape. Like, is that how it's going to be?
0: Yes. I don't, I don't see like, it. Like, I don't see how that's not going to be how it's going to be because they clearly thought they had the perfect formula and balance when it came to this movie. And they just don't even understand what the word balance means. I mean, Oh, and I, I, I love what you said earlier though. This movie was just emotionally draining because At a certain point, I ended up being so numb because I was I was literally sitting in an utter state of pure frustration for like two hours. And like by the end of it, I'm so frustrated that I'm frustrated that I just a a, a overwhelming sense of dread and numbness overcame my being. And that's why, like, ultimately, when it was all said and done, all I could think was fuck this movie. That's to me, the only thing this movie earned was fuck this movie, because like, I hate to say this. I'm very tempted to boycott season three of Stranger Things, a show I adore just because Millie Bobby Brown had the audacity to be in this movie. And that's how I feel. Not not the misfortune. No, she read the script and had the audacity to be in it.
1: My God, man, it was so sad seeing her in something like this, though. Because every time she came on screen, I was like, you're better than this. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Every time I saw her on screen, all I could think. And then when the scene was over and absolutely nothing happened and she's just like this, you know, basically she was just this distraught child. I mean, I want to say, was that the name of the character? Did the character have a name or uh, on the end credits, did it say distraught child? Because that's what she was.
0: She was she was distraught. She was distraught child Russell because they did give her a last name. So she was distraught child Russell.
1: But yeah, man, every time she was on screen, all I could think was you are so much better than this. I'm happy to see you, but I am depressed. I mean, how could I be both of those things at the same time? I was happy to see her because she's cuz she's great in stranger things a godsend in stranger things and then i was depressed at the same time because she was in this and this is just so beneath her talk to your agent billy talk to your agent
0: yeah, and you're saying she's a godsend i think she's an agent of the devil
1: in this movie you might be right perhaps <laughs> i i got the wrong uh uh the wrong comparison there
0: <laughs> but I mean, honestly, at this point, I hate to say this. I'm fucking tired of talking about this movie because it, to me, doesn't deserve to really to be mentioned. Like, I hate that. Like, I I feel like, you know, we needed to talk about it. But at the same time, I feel like it didn't deserve it because it just it didn't earn anything other than like pure unadulterated anger from me. So, I mean, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll do my part real quick. I mean, if you've got more to say after this, that's fine. I don't give a fuck. I mean, just to me, I'm going to go ahead and give my score and recommendation for it. To me, when it comes down to it, do I recommend this movie? No. Do I think that there's any reason why you should ever watch this movie? No, no. If they do a Godzilla Skull Island or Godzilla versus you know King Kong movie and you haven't seen this, don't watch it. That's fine. Just uh, go watch that instead maybe I I say that it's probably going to suck balls too, if it's by the same creative team. But you know, if somebody like holds a gun to your head and they're like, Hey, you watch Godzilla King of monsters, or I'm going to shoot you. I suggest you think long and hard about just letting them fucking shoot you because there is a good chance that when you're done watching this movie, you're going to feel mad that you didn't just fucking take the bullet to the brain instead. Fuck this movie. I give this negative 100 out of fuck this movie.
1: Holy shit. Oh my God. How can I follow that? Damn it. I started to tell you, you needed to go last. I can't follow that. Okay. Uh, But honestly, man, I mean, honestly, Sterling isn't too far from the truth, man. I mean, you know what? Out of my respect for Godzilla, out of my fandom, for Godzilla and who he is uh, do do I recommend this film? Uh, man, honestly, man, you could probably do without it. I mean, it's summer right now. there are several other movies out right now that you could probably be jumping into and will' probably have a better time uh we're, we're going to do a podcast about Rocket Man, so I won't say too much, but Rocket Man is an option right now. There are other movies out. You could go watch uh, the Avengers Endgame for the 10th time if you haven't done that yet. Try to help it get to that uh, that uh, that 2.78 billion so that it can beat Avatar and everything worldwide box office. Shoot, there's like Aladdin is out right now. Yeah, you remember your childhood, you know. That's your childhood, man. Go check that out. Go see what happened. Go see how, Will, if Will Smith did that genie character justice. Uh, Book Smart is out. You know, if you like Super Bad, Animal House, the old school stuff, any of that kind of party, uh, teenagers, older, young adults partying type of movie, that's out right now. I mean, there are just a plethora of options. And I think that you might have a better time than this the only people that i feel like and and that may be something that we can talk about right at the end of this but if you're a diehard Godzilla diehard, you've seen everything Godzilla, you eat, sleep and breathe Godzilla. Okay, then of course you're going to you got to see what happened. You at least got to see how Godzilla looked. You at least got to see the scenes with Rodan. You at least got to see the scenes with Mothra. Um so that because you're a fan and and they did make them look visually impressive and as a fan you at least deserve to see those scenes. But then I have to ask myself yes, you deserve to see your favorite monsters, your favorite kaiju looking visually impressive. But then d- does that mean that you also deserve to go through the grinder? I mean, and that's almost what this feels like. This is like that cheese in a mouse trap, and you are the mouse. You know, you might get to nibble on it. You'll get to bite on it a little bit. But then the trap is going to activate and it's going to fuck you up. And that's pretty much what happened with this. I fell for it. I smelled the cheese. I sniffed. It smelled good. I ran up on it. I touched the trap a little bit and I was like, "Hmm, man, I don't think this is going to be a problem here. This looks pretty good. And I got to eat just a little bit of that cheese and then wham, that shit slammed on my neck. And that's what I kind of feel like happened here. So I'm giving it the smallest recommendation for diehard fans who could get through this. But other than that, let's go ahead and give it a score. I'm going to go with 35 cuts from the action so that we can see a stupid ass scientist doing stupid shit. One minute being a loving mother, the next minute being a mother that doesn't care, the next minute being a criminal mastermind, and the next minute being a hero out of a hundred. Man, I can't state enough how badly I wanted to love this movie. I really wanted to, and it just did not happen to me. So I I hate to do this, but yeah, that's where I stand on Godzilla. And I did want to ask you one last thing. The fan reception for this movie, however, has been pretty high. So it's not like your your casual fans that have been reviewing this movie speak the same sentiment. I mean, just on looking at the Rotten Tomato Meter and the audience score alone, it's got 40% among critics and it's got 86% among audiences. So I hate to burden you with another question, Sterling, but will you entertain an old friend and just maybe answer me why do you think audiences are enjoying this
0: hallucinogenic
1: drugs i'll take it all right we can end that there nothing more to be said
0: um i i do want to go ahead and give my score for uh godzilla versus king kong which actually comes out next year it comes out march 13th uh 2020 it's already in post-production um i'm gonna go ahead and give my score for that i'm gonna give that a negative 200 out of whatever um just for the sheer fact that I looked up the cast and everything, and so Millie Bobby Brown is coming back, and so is Kyle Chandler who plays her father, so they're both back in this movie. You've got Alexander Skarsgård, you've got uh, Isa Gonzalez who she was in Baby Driver and Alita Battle Angel Um, you've got your um, your girl from uh, House of Flying Daggers is back Lance Riddick's in it, Rebecca Hall's in it, Uh, Jessica Henwick is in it Um, I am terrible at saying her name. Uh it, it's the uh the the woman from uh, uh Black Panther and Walking Dead. She plays Michonne. I never know I don't oh, know yeah. how to pronounce her yeah. name. I'm sorry. Um you've got Julian Dennison who plays the the young kid from Deadpool 2. He's in it. Um you've got Brian Tyree Henry who plays uh uh Paperboy in Atlanta. He's in it. Um and about a 9,000 other fucking people so it looks like it has an even bigger cast than this fucking movie so that's already a huge gigantic fucking knock on it the director of it is Adam Wingard who also directed VHS and the newest incarnation of Blair Witch Project and Death Note for Netflix Oh, and a bunch of other shitty ass fucking horror films so I know it's gonna be fucking garbage so you know what this movie's fucked so I'm I'm going out on a limb and I'm gonna say it's at least twice as bad as Godzilla King of Monsters. That's my official score. I will not change. I mean I might who cares? Who gives a fuck? It's like a year away. But it, I honestly think it can only go worse. Um I, I have just zero faith um in that wow. fucking movie. Whatsoever. I don't give a fuck how good these trailers look.
1: Well you heard it here, guys. You heard it here, guys. Zero faith. This is the first like cinema slayers like prediction on a review. uh, First time ever, Sterling's going to do it. So we'll see what happens. But man, after he read off some of that and the director and oh, my God, dude, Uh, if you're a fan of Godzilla and a fan of King Kong, you might need to get on your knees and start praying now for that movie because it might take a small miracle for that to be good. Like, oh, my gosh, dude.
0: Oh, I'm I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be praying the fucking world ends before that fucking date. What is it? March 13th, 2020? I want to be in a coma by March 12th and I want to wake up just in time to watch John Wick 4. That's really all the goals in my life I have from this point on. Is I want to be in a coma before this movie comes out and I want to wake up the day before <laughs> that John Wick 4. That's all I really care about at this point. I just I honestly can't name a time. I was so utterly disappointed in a movie just disappointed i want to sit down you know little godzilla versus you know or godzilla king of monsters and i want it to look up to me and just say are you mad at me and i just want to look it right in the eyes and say no i'm just disappointed in you and then slap it and say fuck yeah i'm mad at you what the fuck is wrong with you and on that note thank you guys for listening i don't i I hope you didn't watch that movie. I hope the only thing you you know the only interactions with Godzilla versus King of Monsters is you not giving a fuck about that movie and just listening to this podcast so you can be reaffirmed in your decision to not give a fuck about that movie. And if you did so I applaud you. I'm jealous of you. I'm just filled with pure envy of your pureness that you have today. And if you did see this movie, I'm sorry. And if you liked it, I'm still sorry. You still deserve better. Even if you did like this movie, I'm going to say without a shadow of a doubt, you still deserve better than what the fuck you ended up liking. But check us out on the internet, www.cinemaslayers.com. We are cinema underscore slayers at Instagram and Twitter. We are cinema slayers on Facebook. Check us out anywhere. You want to listen to podcasts. If you don't, if you have a preferred podcast listening way and you don't, have the ability to listen to us on that let me know and I will do my best to remedy that but check us out we're probably there anyway we do have a lot of other bonus content coming to you you know next week or no actually no this is the second week of it I'm sorry so this is the second week that we'll have a lot of bonus content on it and that is also that's one reason is because a lot of movies come out and a The other reason is we are going to be starting a Patreon, and we are going to be putting forth as a gift to the people that do donate to us um, bonus content, bonus episodes. So if it is extra movies and stuff like that, um, you'll get to listen to them there uh, just almost right away. And if you don't subscribe to us on Patreon when we do have that up and everything like that, don't fret. It will be uh, released on the main podcast feed as a bonus episode roughly a month later. So it's if you want to listen to it in a more time sensitive or a more time relevant way, you know, we, you would have that ability through the Patreon and it will not be much at all. I think our top tier would be five dollars um, if that and uh, another podcast I listen to their adages, uh, whatever the if you do want to donate to our Patreon, whatever you feel like could fall out of your pocket and you wouldn't bother to pick it up, that should be the most you should ever donate to us. I think that's a good adage. Uh, I, I would feel comfortable with that. Um, and like I said, don't feel one at, obligated at all to donate to us through our Patreon, because like I said, you will get that content. It'll just be uh, a month later. I don't want anyone to feel left out because I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of them have Patreons and I cannot afford to give all of them money all the time. I do you know, send them money here and there, like if they've got something where you just can donate money or send them money and all this stuff. I do whenever I can. I just I can't do it all the time and so I miss a lot of the extra content that these guys throw out, and I don't want anybody to feel left out, um, especially when it comes to cinema slayers. So in, in 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 the spirit of that, let us know what you thought. If you watched Godzilla, did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you agree with me? Do you think I'm the, just the stupidest fucking person on earth for hating this movie as much as I did? Let me know. Let us know. Let us know, let us know what you thought. Let us know anything you want if you ever want to suggest a movie that we or a topic or anything like that let us know what they are we um especially for bonus content and stuff like that because we're wanting to do uh two to four episodes of bonus content a month for you guys so we'll definitely more topics because there isn't always movies to watch and so there's always interesting topics so so if there's ever anything like that you want us to do let us know I feel like I'm rambling at this point but guys just remember according to Jastin, Moon Knight is a best picture winner That's better